Sally Yates made her eagerly anticipated appearance before a Senate panel yesterday. Yates was briefly the acting attorney general before being fired when she refused to enforce the first version of Donald Trump's travel ban. But the main focus of yesterday's testimony was Michael Flynn, Trump's former national security advisor. Yates said she told White House lawyers that Flynn was providing misleading information about contacts he had had with the Russian government. She said she was worried about the possibility that Flynn could be blackmailed by Russia. And he and he said and and she said she didn't know what the White House did with that information. With us to talk about Sally Yates' testimony is Alex Whiting. He is a professor at Harvard Law School. And William Banks, he's a director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse University Law School. Uh, welcome to you both. Um, Bill, let, let, let me start with you, and let's try to focus at least initially on, on the, the Michael Flynn portion of, of the, the testimony. What, what was the, the biggest thing you would say you, you picked up uh, what you, that you learned from yesterday's testimony? Well, I guess we got confirmation <clears throat> that the White House counsel was told in no uncertain terms uh, by, by Ms. Yates that uh, indeed uh, there was a serious problem with the veracity of, of Flynn's uh, statements, and those statements were being repeated by other White House officials, including the vice president. And, and therefore, there was a from that date uh, about 18 days where Flynn continued to serve before he was uh, asked to, to resign by uh, President Trump. Alex, assuming all that is is accurate, is is that 18 days? too long? Should the White House counsel have done something uh, quicker with that information? Um, yes. I, yes, I think so. Um, I think the, the, um, the 18 days is, is pretty alarming. And, and there were other details that, the, that Sally Yates revealed yesterday that I thought um, helped paint a picture of um, a lack of preparedness in the White House and a, a kind of you might say an amateur, amateurish approach to this problem. They just, they didn't seem to quite grasp what the problem was. She she had to explain to them several times why this was a problem for for the national security for the White House. Um, the, the White House counsel said, "Why why is the asked at one point after the first conversation? Why is the White House interested in this? Why do you care?" And she had already explained that there was a concern about blackmail. So. Um, I think that the, both the 18 days and the details of the conversation paint this picture of a, a kind of um, either a cavalier attitude or just a kind of failure to grasp and a kind of incompetence in the White House about what this all meant. Bill, what sh- what should have happened? So she she met with with White House Counsel Don McGahn and a, a, I think a couple other people from the White House Counsel's office. What should he have done with this information, assuming that it you know it, it was portrayed to him the way she described it? He should have gone directly to the president and the vice president and explained, as Alex suggested, the seriousness of the matter. He he was not only vulnerable to blackmail, but the subject matter of the uh, of the discussion, whether or not. Uh, he, he was talking about sanctions against the, the Russians that have been imposed by the Obama administration. It was a critical national security issue, and as you know, a, a matter of continuing investigation by the FBI. So they should have had direct confrontation, explained to the president the seriousness of the issue, and that it made the entire administration, indeed the country, uh, vulnerable uh, t- to Russian interference or even uh, blackmail, as uh, Alex suggested. 
Alex, uh, news came out yesterday that that uh, President Obama, when they met when he met with Donald Trump right after the election, uh, warned Donald Trump about Mike, Michael Flynn. What what do you make of that that revelation? Well, that 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 again adds to the picture. And and just to follow up on what Bill has just said, um, uh, you know, Sean Spicer in February after. Um, after Flynn was finally fired um, on February 13th, um, Sean Spicer said that, that, in fact, the White House counsel had briefed the president, and the president and the White House counsel determined that, um, that there was nothing wrong. So, um, so again, they, both the, the warning from, from President Obama and the information from the acting attorney general together didn't seem to make an impression on on uh, on President Trump. Um, the only thing that ultimately made an impression was when the information became public and it became a political story. Um, and, and so this wasn't a firing because of the national security concerns and the legal exposure and those problems. Um, it became a firing because of uh, the political firestorm that occurred when the information leaked. In her Senate testimony yesterday, Sally Yates said there were two reasons why she told the White House that Michael Flynn was providing misleading information about his contacts with Russian officials. We felt like it was critical that we get this information to the White House, because, in part because the vice president was unknowingly making false statements to the public and because we believed that General Flynn was compromised with respect to the Russians. Our guests are William Banks of Syracuse University Law School and Alex Whiting of Harvard Law School. Um, a question for you both, and Bill, let's start with you. She, Sally Yates a couple times made reference to underlying conduct by Michael Flynn. She said uh, because it's, there's classified information involved, she couldn't go into it. What indications do we have about what she might have been talking about there? Well, it's pretty clearly the the uh, discussions that Flynn may have had with the Russian ambassador about the sanctions. Uh, the Obama administration imposed sanctions uh, late last year, late 2016, uh, in response to Russian interference in the 2016 election. And, of course, that investigation is a separate investigation being conducted by the FBI. It's ongoing. If Flynn did talk to the Russian ambassador, of course, that raises a, a series of different legal and, and practical and policy questions. Uh, and she couldn't reveal the nature of those because the, the information is still classified. And the separate investigation, of course, is, is about the, the election interference itself. Is that your take as well, Alex? Is that is that kind of the the most serious potential thing that Michael Flynn might be uh, accused of doing? Well, I, th- I agree. I agree with Bill. Um, I think that's what she was referring to. I, the, there, there are there is one other aspect that that was kind of hid, a little bit hidden in the testimony, which is um, the question of whether whether he lied to the FBI when he was interviewed um, two days earlier on Jan- on January twenty fourth. And um, if you put the whole picture together, it, it, it seems likely that he did, because um, Sally Yates had ac- knew what Flynn had said on January 24th before she went to the White House on January 26th. She was given a briefing about what he said in his interview. And I have to believe that if Flynn was forthcoming in that interview, the, the, the trip to the White House would have been very different. She would have gone to the White House perhaps to say, look, you need to get on the same page because he's telling us one thing and he's telling the vice president another thing and you need to clear this up. Instead, she went and said that he's lying to the vice president or suggested that. 
and uh, which kind of indicates to me that he also lied to the FBI. Um, and that would, of course, be a very serious charge. Um, since since that episode, um, there have been other disclosures about his failure to um, register as a foreign agent. That's something that Bill, Bill has spoken about, and he knows more about than I do. Um, and also failing to disclose payments from foreign governments on um, secure on his security clearance forms, which would also be a crime. So the potential crimes are kind of piling up here. Uh, Bill, before the hearing, Donald Trump put out a tweet, and he, he said, asks, ask Sally Yates under oath if she knows how classified information got into the newspapers soon after she explained it to the White House counsel. Um, she was asked about that. She said, no, I, I didn't do that. Th- this issue of who leaked the, the information about Michael Flynn, uh, Republicans are using that. They're clearly trying to sort of divert attention from the other the other issues. But is that not a kind of a, a serious uh, underlying question? There have been all sorts of, of leaks <laughs> recently. Is, is that uh, something that uh, uh, legitimately people should be asking about? You know, it, it leaks, it's not a recent occurrence. The Republican administrations leak, Democratic administrations leak. Some of us remember President Reagan complaining about leaks up to his keister in his own colorful language. Leaks are as old as the Republic, so certainly Yates didn't leak. Uh, Mr. Clapper, who was sitting next to her at the hearing, said that he himself did not leak. He wasn't even aware of, of much of the information that she knew about because the FBI's path to justice, of course, doesn't necessarily include the uh, director of national intelligence. So uh, the leaking is a, is a concern, but it's inevitable. Uh, and the real concern here, as Alex said, is uh, are, are the false statements that, that Mr. Flynn had made in the, in the misconduct before and after he resigned as national security advisor. Alex, what what is going to happen next? What should we look for next in this this whole thing? You laid out a lot of uh, potentially very serious uh, charges that Michael Flynn could be facing. Uh, Where do you see this going? Well, um, of course, this, the, 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 a lot is unknown. We, we see just the tip of the iceberg, so it's hard it's hard to speculate. And, and there are a lot of different paths and 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 avenues for this investigation. But for Mike Flynn, I think what's going to happen is um, the, the the Justice Department will will at some point conclude its investigation, and we'll have to assess um, and making a number of judgments about. Um, how willful his actions were, to what extent they violated the law, if, if, if he did in fact violate the law, because we don't really know. Um, uh, and then they'll make a decision about whether to charge him and whether to, to see if he'd be interested in cooperating um, uh, and giving information, and the investigation will proceed that way. Um, I think the chances of Flynn getting charged um, are are higher now, uh, and I, I I would be very I wouldn't be surprised if that's where this heads. Um, what the exact crimes are and the contours of that and where are 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 still not completely clear. I want to thank our guest. That was Alex Whiting speaking. He's a professor at Harvard Law School, and William Banks. He's the director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse University Law School. They were talking with me about Sally Yates' testimony 
having to do with Michael Flynn yesterday. Clearly a story that will uh, keep going. Uh, one other piece of interesting news uh, out today, uh, first reported by ProPublica, FBI Director Comey apparently made a serious overstatement in his testimony last week about Hillary Clinton's emails. She, uh, he, he said that uh, she had forwarded thousands of them to her husband's uh, computer and uh, 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 the ProPublica is being told that no, it was actually only a, a few emails.